0: Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. Talking turkeys today, I think. Is that right? How are you doing, Shell? Good. (laughs) (laughs) Feeling good? How are you doing, I'm doing Fantastic.
1: Ready to talk from Turkey?
0: As soon as I'm through with this podcast, my week is wrapped. I've been counting this down. It's open rifle season here in Mississippi.
1: Taking a little vacation next week.
0: Yeah, going to take it easy next week or somewhat. And uh, Turkey Day. I used to say it was one of my favorite holidays. I think I've changed my mind. Why? (laughs) Sick of freaking turkeys, man. (laughs) (laughs) You ever cook so many turkeys, you just get tired of turkey? I'm about to that point. We started cooking turkeys in like... (laughs) Mid October, yeah. <laughs> like when we had to track down and everybody was worried about a turkey shortage. I've got theory on that too. There that is was? no turkey. That was a ploy to get people to just go to buy turkeys because the supermarkets I've been to are they, plenty of them in Mississippi.
1: They did that last year. Yeah. They did a whole big thing, and
0: that's marketing. Yeah,
1: and they said there was going to be a shortage of ham, so we actually did a pork loin recipe last year for Christmas. That's right. Plenty of ham. Plenty
0: of hams. <laughs> plenty of hams this year. There's plenty of everything. I have. You noticed like. We, had, I mean, I know we had COVID. There were some shortages at times, and people were buying stuff, you know, stupid stuff, and hoarding it and all that. But this year, it seems like everything's fully stocked. I hadn't seen any. Now, prices are higher, but that's yeah. just, you know, thank your politicians for that. But, <laughs> hey, it is what it is.
1: But turkeys are there.
0: The turkeys are abundant. There's no turkey shortage. I haven't seen a turkey shortage.
1: It is time to start thinking about pulling those turkeys out. Better,
0: yeah. If you're cooking a big one, it needs to be out today. Today, today. Yeah. I'm going to be steadily releasing that graphic to remind y'all. Yeah, when I, when I say a big one, I guess that's the 18 to 20 pounders you want to go. 20 to
1: 24 is yeah. what our little graphics are. Get
0: those out. Get those out today. You run through it again? Yeah, let's run through that graphic. You asked me to look at it, and I said this is exactly what I would do.
1: Um, You move them to the fridge. Anything that's 20 to 24 pounds needs to go to the fridge today.
0: Seven days before you're cooking it
1: um but really it said we have 16 to 20 pounds needs to go today
0: i was i was gonna say i'd, t- I'd if it's over you know 16 pounds i'd get it in there today because they're still gonna brine those for two days
1: and if you are doing 12 to 16 saturday yep 8 to 12 is sunday that's right but this weekend
0: this weekend you're getting them out you're getting you them be out. out you're out the be planning
1: what happens if you forget have you ever
0: oh yeah <laughs> I forgot a bunch and I get it in water and I change the water out and it takes about, I don't know, four or five hours. Just if you got one of those big, you know, a meat bag and a bucket or a brine, you know. So you're constantly cooler. changing the water? Right? Yeah. Cause I mean, you want to, it's got to stay cool, but you don't want it cold and the turkeys chilling the water too. And so you constantly want to like. If, if you're doing it like in a sink, the way people used to do is leave it like slowly dripping and letting it drain and spill over the bowl and kind of get fresh water in it. But usually what I would do is just change that water out. So that means dump it out, fill it back up, let it keep rocking, check on it, and it should be there in four to six hours. I, thought. Now, six I, did, hours? I did not tell you to do this. <laughs> I did not tell anybody to do this. This is not recommended. This is just if.
1: Why hits the, the fan? Why is it not recommended?
0: I because of the food safety. You're thawing out the outer part. It might be a different temperature before the inner core gets cool. It's better to slow thaw mm. because you don't do as much damage to gotcha. the, the the meat, letting it slow thaw, they say. You know, it retains a little more moisture, but it's a froze turkey that they've just Wadded up into a big giant ball. It froze. <laughs> so you got to get it thawed somehow. I mean, th- the best way is in the refrigerator, controlled environment, slow. Yeah, and right. it's easiest way. I've had to put them in a hot, uh bathtub with hot water before. <laughs> there's been a lot of things that have gone wrong. <laughs> yeah, one time, I mean, we had probably twenty turkeys in a bathtub trying to thaw. So there's, a, you know, you do what you got to do. I don't want to talk about the time we cooked.
1: <laughs> How many 180 turkeys?
0: It was a bunch. Oh my gosh! It was a bunch. It was way more turkeys than I ever wanted to cook.
1: We had no business cooking a bunch of turkeys for everybody. Yeah,
0: I know I'm not cooking any more whole turkeys. I have Kevin hooked me up with the, some of those. See, once again, I didn't know if we were going to how many of those we were going to be able to get. So, what the big giant turkey breast? The the those the the ones that he sends that are like Texas style breast. I think he's, they come from Florida. But to me, they're Texas turkey breasts because ain't everything's big in Texas. I've never seen any turkeys that big. But they are the. I mean, best. they cook them in Texas like that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the why they cook them in Texas restaurants. So that's really why I call it Texas turkey breast. But it is. But bad. it's a boneless, skin-on giant turkey breast, and there's two of them in the pack when they come. You know, you get a left and right. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> they're awesome, and that's what I'm cooking for Thanksgiving.
1: I guess Mark cooked some yesterday, just, last night. He brought it up. He brought the leftovers up here. That was really he good. He cooked a
0: prime beef turkey breast. He said he just put it on prime beef, nothing else, no brine, no injection. So it took like two hours. What
1: are you cooking on? Did he ask?
0: Um, it uh, the griller pellet grill, okay. you know, silver bite. and the turkey was so good. It was
1: really good. I, I just like, had Damn. it cold out of a bag. So you're not completely
0: turkey of turkey I'm, Yeah I mean I didn't say I was Sick of eating it Because <laughs> 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 it's not Near as good When I, I mean, you have to Cook oh, it and yeah, eat it yeah. Somebody else cooks it For you It's a different That's a different story So this week you did Or actually We
1: filmed it last week You did a yeah. mesquite Smoked turkey
0: I, I sure did And that was one I, I did that one Because One I think we've been Eating a lot of Like deli mesquite turkey That's the mm-hmm. one We buy at Kroger And it's, it goes great In a wrap it's, You know as bad for his bologna, i guess <laughs> still, <laughs> still probably good. but pump full of stuff so but. i get questions about cooking with uh, mesquite wood and i don't do it very often it's a strong bitter unforgiving wood <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: a good way to put it unforgiving
0: <laughs> and but but it is real common and you see it on certain foods and turkey is one of them that i think goes really well with mesquite flavor so the trick is, and this is what I wanted to kind of show in the video, is like even though I'm using mesquite wood, I'm not really cook. I'm yeah, not using I'm that. Using a few, mesquite mesquite I'm not <laughs> using mesquite wood as yeah. the fuel source. It is strictly flavor, and I use it in small doses. So with this one, my heat. So I cooked it on, on the outlaw stick burner. Wanted to kind of keep that, you know, Texas traditional kind of way of doing things. Stick burner side firebox, good heat flowing through. Going out the, going out the exhaust stack, that's a stick burner, and so for fuel I started with just lump charcoal to get me a bed going, and then I started burning splits of those little post oak splits I had. That I mean those that 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 outlaw patio bottle just takes like a little eleven inch split and it's and it it runs for about an hour on one once you get your coal bed. So what I did with the mesquite was I used chunks of it and I would just put like two chunks of mesquite on. When you say a chunk, like. Fist size, okay. I mean, big fist. Yeah, I got yeah.
1: <laughs> but a decent size chunk. De- decent size. Could chunk.
0: you use chips? They burn up.
1: They burn up too fast.
0: Yeah, I don't think you. would I mean, you can soak chips and add a little bit, but they. Don't, I'm not a fan of using chips, but the chunks do great, and you're not having these. You don't have a big stick of mesquite in there that you might risk um, over smoking something with. So I wanted to. Just put a couple chunks on at a time, let that burn up, make my adjustments if I want to back off. I don't have to put any more on it, but I usually do, I don't know, I think I cook with about five or six chunks total, that whole cook. I put like two or three on the start, and I added two or three more about an hour later. So what I did was, this this bird, I did spatchcock, um, uh, it was about, I think it was 12 and a half pound turkey, thawed it in the refrigerator, let it slow thaw. I brined it for 24 hours in a sweet tea brine. And do we talk about that? I don't think we did. Not yet. But anyway, so a sweet tea brine, it's been around a long time. I've never heard of it. Oh, really? Yeah. uh -uh. I've heard about it for years.
1: So people just Um, use sweet tea? brine, Or will they use sweet tea? No, they've sweet
0: tea and other stuff. Yeah. But your water element is, is the tea. Yeah. And so it gives it. Since it's used as sweet tea, you know, you kind of get that sugar element. in a you know, a brine mainly is sugar and salt. And so you get that sweet element from the tea. Now, I still used a bottle of my bird brine, added some fresh lemons in there. But you could add other stuff, whatever you wanted to add. Yeah, But the tea is your liquid. And so does it make it taste like tea? No, you don't really.
1: I didn't you think don't so. get
0: any of that. No, it does make it, it a little dark I was it's looking. To say, it, it starts you t-
1: tinting. Yeah, the and meat.
0: Tea, you know, if you put a t shirt in tea, it's going to stain it like yeah. that. So, it does stain it out a little bit on the outside. But I like that about but a, it, it. It made it look pretty, really. Yeah. So, it kind of had that color to it where it just didn't look like a plain old turkey.
1: Do you think the caffeine mm. in tea would do anything to the meat? Does it? Does caffeine affect meat in that kind of? That's
0: way? a good question. I don't know. I've never thought about what ca- the, the caffeine effect in a brine the, having that in there. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Especially because turkey normally makes you tired, so it would be like <laughs> maybe, that's, maybe that's
2: it. Maybe this is wake we're fighting up, off turkey. The, yeah,
1: this is keep you up. We're turkey. fighting off the trip to trip Yeah, path. we're
0: canceling out that sleepy effect. So you do you, know, you don't have to drink that Red Bull when you get there. You just, you get <laughs> Next step, tea. we're going to
1: brine a Mountain
0: Dew. <laughs> <Brian and> Ma- <laughs> Well, I mean, the tea's the better because it doesn't have the acid like soda would. So if you use yeah, Coke yeah. or, you know, Dr. Pepper or root beer, like some of you see some of these people use, it's not going to affect the meat as bad because the acid starts breaking that down, I think, in it. So, but the tea gives it a nice mild flavor. You can't really tell It's I don't think you could tell, oh, you use tea instead of water.
1: Uh-uh, not at the end. But
0: only when you pull it out and you see it, you could, so. But you can definitely pick it up from the sugar. Like if you used unsweetened tea, you're not gonna get any. Yeah, you just get the, the
1: the browning effect yeah. out of the tent, yeah.
0: But I would use sweet tea.
1: So um you brined it twenty four hours, pulled it out.
0: Pulled it out, let it dry on a rack for about two hours in the refrigerator. Um at this point it hadn't been spatchcocked. So since I wanted to cook it that way, so that was the first thing I did in the video. Flipped it over. Take some kitchen shears, cut down one side of the backbone, cut down the other side, remove that. Take a knife and to kind of crack that, just slice right into the breastbone. You don't want to go all the way through the breast. You're just trying to break that bone with a wishbone that has up at the front. That lets it kind of fold out a little, and that's what helps it when you push it down. It lays flat.
1: It's not that hard to spatch, God. Oh,
0: no, it's easy. Yeah. It's really easy. If you want practice on it, practice on chickens. Get you some chickens or some little cornish ends and cut them out. I mean, the bones are bigger than turkey, so you need to. Now, I have, break, or I have broke um, just a cheap pair of kitchen chairs before, so you need to get some good ones. But you can do it with a knife, too. That's so, a good
1: uh, Christmas gift, stocking stuffer.
0: Heck yeah, some poultry, heavy-duty poultry shares. poultry shares. Yep. Those, they come in handy, especially for any time you're cutting a backbone out of <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where Spatchcock came from. know <laughs> where, word... yeah, where the word came from. <laughs>
1: It's hard to spell sometimes.
0: <laughs>
1: I get a lot of autographs there. <laughs> you have trouble with the word spatch. Huh? <laughs> mm.
0: <laughs> so then you, you seasoned. set yourself up for that one. <laughs> so then you seasoned. Then I se Well, yeah, then I seasoned it up. So. Um, to get the skin nice and bright, well, I tuck the one thing I always tuck the wingtips back behind where his neck.
1: I was. like that too. So
0: it kind of looks like he's laying there, yeah. And it props it up a little bit on the breast when you put them back there. It looks it Yeah, it looks happy. He's getting the suntans. What I say? <laughs> looks like you're laying on the beach, ready to just get all brown and nice and uh, juicy. I,
1: I do think the spatchcocking when you um, cook the bird like whole, don't spatchcock it. It's splotchy.
0: Yeah, yeah. On
1: the you know on the sides on the, the sides stuff. and stuff. Because of the rubs and the mm-hmm. way it cooks and everything like that. But the spatchcocking. i fix that. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <clears throat> so spatch spatchcocked. You laid him out.
0: Laid him out. Then I brushed it with a little peanut oil. Why peanut oil? Um, so I like to use... I mean, you, you want to use a fat... That's why I want to get all the moisture off the turkey you can. And then you want to put an oil on the skin. It could be any kind of fat. It could be melted butter. It could be vegetable, canola, cooking spray. Y'all have seen me do it all. Well, this one, I was kind of thinking... I don't know why I thought peanut in Texas, but Texas, I did. Texas, yeah. Yeah, so I See did. It. And so I was like, well, I'm just going to brush it lightly with peanut oil. So it'll give it like a little nuttiness. You know, peanut oil has a flavor. It's a pretty good flavor, right, actually. Yeah. And um, it'll help that skin as it cooks uh, crisp a little bit. And it's not going to get crispy on the smoker, not like it would when you deep fry it. But it does have really good texture, and that oil is what helps it do that. And it also helps it brown really well. So light coat of oil on it. And then I seasoned it with some of Matt's uh, Meat Church's Holy Gospel.
1: Why'd you pick Holy Gospel?
0: It's uh, I wanted a Texas rub, and that was I, <laughs> and I one saw the it. I saw too. it at my shop, <laughs> so I said, "I'm using the, I'm using Holy Gospel today." No, it's a really good seasoning. Yeah, I've used it before. I think that's the one we used when we went to Matt's and did the smoker fried wings. I think so. And so it, I mean, it's peppery. I think it's, it's one of his Texas. more popular it's, ones. Yeah, it's a it's just a really good. Texas style, when I think of Texas style rub, if I don't think salt and pepper, usually it's matte stuff. I mean, I'm sure, there's some other great stuff in there, but that's that's just who I know and what I've used. And then I put a little TX on it for a little extra Texas texture. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> salt and pepper. This coarse pepper and coarse salt gives it like a little graininess on top. So yeah. it's really, it goes nice with turkey. And then that was it. I injected it. So yeah. you injected it. Before. I brined it. So you injected it. And I injected okay. it. Okay. And you could do, you could inject it before you, nah, let's season it first. Well, I don't remember what I did in the video now. It's been a week. It was, uh, did you remember?
1: Brian or inject?
0: Brian, obviously
2: air dry, comes out. It was Tyler edited. It. I think That's you I think I inject. I'm pretty sure you injected it, inject then you patted so. it down with a paper towel, and then you season it. See, that
0: was what I was thinking. Like, you want to get that moisture off there. So if you wait and inject it after you season it, it's and gonna the injection's always going to leak out, it's going to get splotchy. So you want to inject it. Before you season it, but inject it, get it dry, and then season it. And it'll look so much better. And you won't have those splotchy effects on it. Skin will do right. So, your injection. I know I'm fixing to get like a ton of questions. And I saw some in the community. Should you brine inject? Should you just brine? Should you just inject? If I want to do something really good and have a lot of flavor, I do both. And like when I cook whole turkeys for the family, our friends and I'm serving them for dinner, and this is like
1: i'm
0: I'm doing both because the the, I mean, the brine injection is, is awesome. If I could only do one, I would always do that, but always brine, but I think I fortify a little with the richness that you're not going to get that butter in the meat from a brine have you ever- you're not going to get you know you you get the seasonings, but the seasonings are mild in a brine you know you pick up a little sweetness, a little savory saltiness. Some of the you know the herbs and stuff that you can put in there, but it's it's subtle.
1: I feel like it it helps with the juiciness more than Way it does more the flavor. So. See
0: that's what it does, I think too. And the injection to me doesn't help with the juiciness as much, but, but it, it's a ton of flavor.
1: Have you ever you know how Mark was talking last week about he injected the melted Kerrygold butter into yes. the hog after it was done cooking? Right. right. Have you ever done that with a turkey?
0: Not after. But but I put so much butter. I mean, it's it's chicken broth, butter, hot sauce and seasoning. And meat church seasoning. Yeah, yeah. That's all it is. So it it's it's not really a I think I called it like a Cajun seasoning, but I mean, I guess the hot sauce and and when I like if I'm doing a Cajun turkey, I would instead of using the meat church seasoning, I would put King Craw or Tony's or some other Cajun seasoning in it. Or you could So you can make that anything. Creole. It's like a Cajun Butter, Krigo butter. I mean, you see them, you can, you could use one of the ones store bought. It would work too.
1: But you can, um, you could replace that, whatever rub that is, whatever oh, skin yeah. that is, whatever, with whatever.
0: Whatever you're doing for your turkey. Yeah. You're just trying to get it on the meat and the inside. Yeah, yeah. the right? Yeah. That's right. It's going, it's so, going deep down in the meat.
1: So whatever rub you're putting on the outside, you would also,
0: I would say add use on the to inside the, too. Yeah. Yeah. If it just gives it, it, it just pairs with it nice doing it that way.
1: So is it wrong to just brine? Is it wrong? No, to it's
0: to not just, wrong at it's all. It's whatever you want? Yeah. I think, I mean, best of both worlds, do both. I mean, so how many times have y'all got turkey where you said, man, this turkey is way too over, over salted. It's, you know. The turkey don't has even too taste much like flavor. Yeah, turkey has too much <laughs> flavor. I mean, it just, it don't happen very often. I ain't saying yeah. say you can't. You could definitely overboard it. But like with me, I know I'm going to brine it for 24 hours. I mean, if it. And then I'm going to inject it, but I'm not putting, like, a ton of injection. It might hold 8 ounces. I say give it 12 in the recipe because you're not going to get all of it in there. And it's just, if I use 12 ounces, it's easier to suck it all up. If I just got one cup, sometimes there's not enough to draw. So, usually, in mind, I'm trying to put about 8 ounces, in if it'll take it. But sometimes it don't take that much. depending on the size of your turkey, you know. I just try to shoot up the breast, three or four sticks. Shoot up each leg quarter. Come back, hit a little in the wings, and then that's that's pretty much all you can do on a turkey.
1: So then you seasoned after then I, injecting.
0: Then I seasoned it.
1: And then we got and it it. went on a
0: rack. and it went on the pit.
1: The rack's the good tip. Get you a rack and cook on it. I always
0: cook my turkeys on a rack like that. It's easier to move them around.
1: Is it, there any drawback to cooking on the rack that you can say? No. Yeah. Does it prevent so. any, you know? No, not at all.
0: Okay. I mean, I don't even worry about the bottom side of the turkey anyway. That skin's trashed anyway. I mean, it's just sitting on it. It's going to be mushy. There's nothing you can do about it. The meat that's back there on the on the backbone, if I use it for anything, it's usually going in a stock, yeah, or to make a turkey broth or something like that. So I don't really worry about. And everything's draining down to it too, so it's getting you know the flavor from the cavity and all that or whatever. It's that's I mean you're not. It's not like you're going to eat it, especially with spatchcock. You lay it all out anyway. It's just bones and stuff. So you're not really gaining anything from seasoning or worried about the backside of that turkey like that. But so,
1: so you don't see any downfall for using the rack?
0: No, 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 not at all. Get your rack. I mean yeah. I mean I put it on the I put it on the rack in the refrigerator to dry the skin too. So that makes I mean it makes a big difference. And I mean you know, if you're you could put it just like on a I don't usually set my cut my turkey straight on a cutting board. I usually do it over a pan, lined in full, something for easy cleanup. Because contamination. You gotta watch what you're doing with it. So You don't want to, you know, on your good boards or something, have raw poultry on it. So that's why I like keeping it on a pan over a rack. It just helps it air dry. It helps moving it from the smoker. Even when you go to getting it off the rack, it's usually, I mean, spray it with a little cooking spray. doesn't really stick to it. So it's just really, really handy.
1: Yeah. The ones you've cooked, they just pretty much
0: slide right Right
1: off. So then you um, go to smoking.
0: And then I put it on the pit, uh, running at two seventy five. I started, you know, I guess about I don't know forty five minutes, thirty minutes before building my bed of coals, getting my split running, bringing that smoker up the temperature. I didn't put any mesquite on the fire until I set the turkey on the pit and closed it. Then I went in, threw two or three chunks of, of mesquite right on the hot coals, right beside one of the splits. And let them go to smoking and giving me that smoke. And then I just wanted a light, you know, it's not super heavy or anything. Smelled smelled fantastic, it honestly. Is. And I don't use mesquite very often, but it, I mean, it, it's a good smelling flavor in the right, the right quantity. Yeah. And so I just let that bowl, and I usually don't put my probe into about an hour because I don't care what temperature it is. When it's cold. It's cold. It's been in the refrigerator and frying for 24 hours.
1: Somebody, it never fails. Somebody I always ask, why do you wait?
0: Yeah, I mean it's just it's, a personal thing. I'm usually checking it in an hour, and I'm not worried about it. You know, being forty degrees for this whole you know time, when I stick it, it's usually about 80, 90 degrees already. After you don't feel the
1: point too bad. Yeah, I don't see a point. Yeah,
0: I just let it get going. You could, I mean, it wouldn't hurt. But then, then I put my probe in, see how things are going. You know, close it up. I didn't baste. I didn't spritz. I didn't put more oil on it. Anything. I just let that turkey roll, and then I. You know, I, look, I peeked up my fire. Of course, I had to add another split of post oak to keep the cold bed going. That's when I added another couple chunks of mesquite. And I let them burn really slow the same way. And I just watched the internal temperature. So I just added the uh, mesquite wood two times during this cook. And then I mean, just used yeah, And just cruised on through with the rest of the, you know, the post oak, letting it burn down slow.
1: So can you use mesquite if you're not using a stick burner?
0: Yeah, yeah. You could use it the same could way. Use, I mean, then, there's a- mesquite pellets. You could use those chunks on a drum, any any kind of pit. Just I would I wouldn't recommend counting on the mesquite to be your BTU's, your heat for the cook. Think of it as flavoring. It's just so, a little. Yeah, you're using addition. it. That's right. It's in in addition too. Like when we do, you know, a lot of times we're burning hickory and pecan over a coal bed, and then we'll throw in a chunk or two of cherry or throw in some apple or peach. It's not our primary heat source. It's what we're using for flavor. So woods. Wood's not only for heat, it's also giving you that little second punch of you know flavor, aroma, and all that, and the meat soaks it in. And turkey will soak up just about anything you put in it. It's a real neutral meat. doesn't have a lot of flavor on its own, so it's going to be a sponge to that mesquite wood, and that's why you get that flavor on it. But if you'll notice when we tried this turkey, so I took it off at 160. I think it went. It was really it pretty. It was about two and a half hours. I believe it yeah. was a total cook right at two and a half hours spatchcock. Now that would have been a three hour bird all day long full. So I saved about 30-35 minutes something like that spatchcocking it at 275. So I pulled it off. I let it rest a few minutes and then we sliced into it and it was so juicy. It was tender. It um, had all the flavor from the injection on the inside. The brine kept it juicy. The mesquite smoke was was subtle. I mean it wasn't heavy at all it was like it had a sweetness to it i think the the sweet tea brine played into that a little bit the mesquite played into that sweetness because that holy uh i didn't put anything super sweet on it Mm -mm. that that rub is not a sweet rub that sweetness all came from the sweet tea and the mesquite flavor
1: but it worked but it worked
0: and when i say sweet it's not like you glazed it sweet it just has a When you taste it, it comes across as being savory, a little sweet, a little a little smoky, but not too smoky. And so I was like, "Man, I you know that's why people think mesquite was good. You got to learn to cook with it."
1: Um, that bird was probably had the best flavor inside. I thought so too. Of the birds, of the whole bird too. Cooked this year, the
0: dark meat too. The dark meat was really good,
1: and it was really pretty. It had that Texas style. I don't want to call it meteorite because it wasn't. Yeah. Too dark, but it was like it had that Texas-style look to it. I think
0: the peanut oil helps with that, too, and, yeah. the, and the textured rubs.
1: So if you would have kept that uh, turkey hole and wouldn't have spatchcocked it and put it on that stick burner with it catching so much air that way, would you have had to rotate it constantly, or would it have even worked? It,
0: usually when I do cook whole ones on a stick burner, especially a, a you know Outlaw or Jambo like I have, I rotate them. Okay. And sometimes I tent them on the heat if they start getting too dark. But that's one, that's a, you know, that's a great point to bring up. Spatchcocking makes that bird more aerodynamical to where, and what I mean by aerodynamic. <laughs> I like <laughs> aerodynamical. You like aerodynamical. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean by that is, as your heat is flowing through, like a stick burner, for instance, it's wanting to catch anything in its way. And so, like, think of a brisket. If you've got a brisket and you don't trim out the hump or it's humped up, it's catching that, and that part will burn up same thing with your turkey if it's too big like it's gonna it's gonna cook whatever's tallest point it's gonna be a a blocker for your airflow it's gonna stop it and that's what's gonna get the intense heat well when it's spatchcocked it's down laying flat you've created just this easy path for the heat and the air and the smoke to travel across it so it cooks more even
1: um so now let's talk about your other
0: turkey you did which one was this one
1: the one where you used uh, the best mayo on the planet. The blue. <laughs> Real quick, just want to give a shout out to the Blue Blue Plate, Plate Mayonnaise, proud sponsor may- of
0: How to Barbecue Right and our studio.
1: The best mayonnaise on the planet. It give is. it a try. So For
0: all your holiday baking needs.
1: So you. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: cooking meat.
1: <laughs> so you did mayo as a binder on wings. I did, and, and you used ranch chipotle. They were really really good.
0: They got crispy. And they got really pretty color on them, and I was like, "Huh, hold on, that's that's owned to something right there." Hold on, wait a minute, something ain't right. (laughs) But it was right. (laughs) Something is right. Something is right. Yeah, (laughs) I thought it worked so well on wings, I wanted to do it on turkey, and just we kind of that kind of come to us sitting in here one day. Let's Tyler was like, "Man, we ought to do that," and you know, just show what it would do because it was really this wasn't like a recipe like. That I had tried or anything. It was yeah. a total experiment. Let's
1: see what will Yeah, happen. let's see
0: what will happen. And I didn't know, but I squeezed the blue plate. I brined the turkey, same way. I didn't use sweet tea. I just used the water and yeah. brine. 24 hours, didn't spatchcock it. Did dry it really well. Like two hours in the refrigerator, paper towel in the cavity, all that stuff. Got all that out. And then put mayonnaise all over the skin. I even did the back of this one just You really it. started. You started uh, On upside the, down. Yeah, did the backside, seasoned it. Flipped it over, did the whole thing again, put the mayo on it lightly. I mean, I ain't saying it's heavy.
1: You went blue
0: plate, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Blue plate all day. (laughs) That's why I had the best flavor. I mean, well, so here's my thinking is the blue plate. It's got the right balance of the fat for the oil. It's got the fat from the oil. It's got salt. We all know what salt does to pork skin. You know, it gets one to just dry it out, makes it kind of crispy. So the blue plate's got the right amount of salt when you taste it. It's in there. And then it also has vinegar. Vinegar does helps in that way, too, getting that skin right. So I think it's that combination of what makes mayo work um, on the skin of poultry or, you know, probably anything else. I've never put it on a pork collar, but I'm going to try it.
1: Oh, that would be a good idea when you do cold shoulders.
0: See what the mayo does to it.
1: So you mayoed it and you seasoned it. What did you season it
0: with? AP and just a little bit of of King King Crawl. Yeah. Yeah. I was just, you know, getting something – the, once again, this was a total experiment, so I put AP on it, decent, and then I've come back with a light coat of King Crawl. And how what you said earlier about how on a whole turkey it's hard to get the seasonings and stuff on the side.
1: You with ended- the mayo caught it. Yeah.
0: So not only does it, it caught it better than the oil, I Definitely. guess because of the density of it. Um, a lot of times the seasoning you- stuck when I kind of right. showered it on, and a lot it's hard. You don't want to pick that turkey up, turn it, and twist it, and all that. So it's kind of tricky to get it all on the side of the breast and all the, the leg quarters but when you had the mayo on there it just kind of glued to it so and it,
1: yeah it was a lot more even
0: with the I, mayo. Was, I mean as it could you'll see you'll see like when the, that video gets edited and gets put out it's it's beautiful color so on you, this one. you
1: put it on the trigger
0: i even threw like some onions and first? apples and a few oranges in the cavity of this one just to do it
1: why, why do you put that in the
0: cavity? Um, I just like to put something in there. You get some of the aromatic effects from it, from it cooking down and releasing all the juice from it. But it also takes up some of that space in there so it doesn't create like a void space to, you know, to have to heat up cool air that's inside. So I've always thought it's good to put something in the cavity.
1: So put it on the Traeger. Was it the Traeger you cooked?
0: Yeah, on? I cooked it on Traeger 300. Same way I always do. Didn't so, twist it. You didn't. I was just touch it, it till
1: I, it hit one sixty, right? I,
0: I attempted after about an hour. I peeked at it, put my probe in, and I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> this looks beautiful." It was pretty. I was I was highly impressed. Like it looked better than the peanut oil one on the skin, and it had like I mean, it was getting it taut, and it was getting it a little on the crispy side. Now it's not going to be. Once again, you're never going to get crispy skin on a grill like that. But you can get close. And that was the mayo way is the closest I've been. Closer than oil, closer than butter.
1: You might have started. I think it's just no the blue thing. plate that
0: does it. <laughs> 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 no, I mean, it's a, I mean, I promise y'all, you've got to try it. At the very least, try the wings. Yeah. Now on a I'm going to do a whole gonna, chicken. I'm going to hit blue plate on the outside of my turkey breast for Thanksgiving and season them just because I like the way it made the rub look even. And I'm hoping it browns it browns them up the same way. Yeah. I usually pull the skin off those, but I'm going to. We'll you can
1: pull one skin and leave one on. And see what it, it does, yeah. yeah. Um. You also did a honey baked ham. Better than a honey baked ham. That one's yeah. already come out.
0: That one, you know, I did that recipe. A while ago. Years ago on YouTube.
1: People still email and ask about that recipe, too. It's so
0: good. Man, why would you buy? So, we was it Tyler? Was it me and you looked up how much honey baked ham was? Yep. And they were, it was like 100 bucks or more, plus shipping, right? It was like 135 yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, was, it was high. Man, you can go buy that ham it's it's a, just get you a spiral ham at Kroger or Walmart wherever you get your hams. they're like two dollars well, they might be two ninety nine a pound this year so twenty four bucks you know right in that range, you got you a whole ham, and then all it is it's fully cooked just like i mean it's fully cooked when you get it, you're just warming it up on a smoker, so you don't put anything on it, take it out of the package, put it on the pit, run it about two hundred fifty degrees. And then the little seasoning pack that comes with the glaze pack, throw that away, and then mix up your own. And I use a little brown – I want to make a glue first or like a paste. And I usually use like um, about half a cup of brown sugar, a little bit of honey maybe, and then some juice, like a couple tablespoons of juice.
1: And this one you use maple syrup. Yeah,
0: you could use maple syrup. Honey would – Yeah. It would work. You mix that up (laughs) – (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, that was special Vermont maple syrup. Oh, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, maple syrup.
0: Yeah, and I just stirred that up, and that's my glue. So right after about two and a half hours, that ham's coming up to temp. It's almost ready. And I baste all that on the outside with a basting brush. Just brush it on, and I put uh, sugar in the raw or turbinado sugar in a dread shaker and shake that all over that ham to give it that sugary texture. And what they do at Honey Bake is they put sugar all over it, and they use a torch and they kind of melt it and caramelize it that way. Well, I throw it back on the smoker, crank the temp up just a little bit, 275, 300, and let it really melt that sugar in the next 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes. And you'll see it start, you know, I probably didn't show that. In the, in, I mean, I kept it all 250 probably. It really don't matter. I mean, you're going to let it melt. Prob- <laughs> Can
1: you mess up a ham? <laughs>
0: uh, I mean, yeah, you dry it out. Keep on keep, smoking get, it. go yeah. going
1: too far. Can because you undercook don't,
0: it? No, you can't. That's what I'm saying. It's a three-hour deal. So two and a half hours, put your glaze on there and glaze it. And then if you raise the temperature up, it'll glaze fast. It could take the whole 30 minutes if you leave it at 250, which is, you know. But just know that watch your sugars because you can burn those sugars. That's how you're going to mess it up. If you, if you go too far, once you glaze it?
1: Um, and then it's super easy to carve up.
0: Oh, it's already cut.
1: You just All you do is flip it on its
0: side, kind of ring around the bone, and then you'll see the seam where the, the pieces want to fall. Just follow that seam, and it all just falls off, and you come back and get the rest of it. And then the bone, whatever's left on the bone, you can save that for your beans or ham soup or whatever you want. It's really good. Ham soup. Ham bone soup. You never had ham bone soup?
1: Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, your mom always has something with ham bone. Everything ham bone. <laughs> <laughs> every Everything's got a ham bone. Out and it's it. always really good, but yeah. sometimes it's beans, sometimes it's soup. Greens. It all kind of looks the same. <laughs> it's gonna
0: have a ham bone in it.
1: Um so I've got a bunch of turkey cooking questions that we're gonna Heck, I'm gonna uh, get to. But real quick I wanted to talk about the videos that you filmed yesterday, but they haven't been released.
0: They were Thanksgiving driven uh, Yeah. Gravy, TikToks.
1: cranberry.
0: Easy, like, it's kind of my cheat go gravy. Like, if you don't want to make real gravy, you make this. It's super easy.
1: Okay, so how do you make real gravy? You make your own roux with, like, flour? Yeah, you a, like a flour, flour, bowl,
0: cook that down. You know, add your turkey or chicken stock that you boiled down from a carcass or something with vegetables and all that. Kind of bring that together, <laughs> let it thicken up, and then, you know, season, season it a little it, bit. And yeah. That's about it. I like to do it. You want me to go ahead and talk about it? Sure. I like to just use a cheat. And grab a can of cream of chicken soup, Campbell's cream of chicken soup. That's my roux base. That's all it is, is a roux. Yeah. You can make your own cream of chicken soup if you wanted to. But just grab a can, put it in a pot.
1: Just make sure as you, as you get got, Campbell's. That's the one thing you yeah, got to buy.
0: store brand cream of chickens.
1: It doesn't have the same flavor. I, I don't, don't know, know what why. it is. I don't
0: know what it is. It's one store. It's like the beef consomme that we use when we cook briskets. It's got to be Campbell's. <laughs> anyway. Nothing better. But that's what I use. And so uh, I fill up one can of chicken broth. Or chicken stock, if you got it, pour that in there, kind of whisk it together, stir it up, make sure your roux kind of combined.
2: Get all the lumpy
0: out. And then to fortify those flavors, to make it more like a Thanksgiving gravy, which i think not like a Thanksgiving gravy. I'm, you know, it's the giblet gravy, but we never use actually true giblets because my mom wasn't a fan of them. She always used either a turkey breast or chicken breast, or she might put some dark meat. Mainly it was breast meat, and it would just give it some flavor. So you could use the giblets out of a turkey if you want to. How would chop you them use, up, saute um, them, cook them? So you would cook them? Yeah, yeah, you cook the... before you put it in the gravy. I've done it. I mean, they're okay. Yeah, but um, I prefer just putting dark meat or white meat in there, a little bit of shredded. It's just to give it some different flavor and some different texture yeah. to the gravy. And also, you make it look
1: pretty. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a chunk. it's a chunk. Yeah.
0: yeah, it goes good on if you're putting it over your dressing or your mashed potatoes or your turkey or whatever.
1: Now you also put,
0: I also put pimento peppers, and I put boiled egg that I sliced in it.
1: And you leave that pretty chunky too. And
0: pretty chunky too. It's it's a, this is the thing. This is how we do it. It's a, and then I season it with AP, and it's. I mean, I'm telling you, it's good gravy. It's Really good. gravy. People would think that you worked an hour and a half on that gravy. and It takes like three minutes tops. As long as you got your egg, you know you're gonna have. You're always gonna have some. You're making deviled eggs, so it's just save a deviled egg for your gravy. You know, you're making chicken or turkey and dressing. Save a little bit of that meat that you put in the dressing for the gravy. Then you're keeping all those flavors going for your Thanksgiving meal. I've never heard of the egg before. That's crazy. Really, I know it's that's good.
1: what I told him. Not a lot of people add a boiled egg.
0: Or pimentos, probably.
1: Or pimento. Yeah, you
0: can thank Donna Reed for that. <laughs> <laughs> She's the genius. I don't know where she she got that from, but it's good.
1: I even yeah. said you want me to, because I, when I add a boiled egg to things, I grate it. Well, if we it.
0: weren't going to do that, we just make packet gravy. <laughs> like, here's the packet, add water, all right, we got gravy. Oh, no, you got to have all that other stuff in there. That's what makes it.
1: But I like to grate an egg because I feel like it's consistent, all the same. Yeah.
0: Well, I don't want just egginess. You won't it's, for, chunk. it's the visual appearance of having this gravy that you ladle out on top of the dressing that's got the little slice of egg and the, you know, the chunk of chicken in it.
1: I want it to just all dissolve.
0: <laughs> you want it to all dissolve? <laughs> it just be <laughs> one smooth, smooth gravy? No, it's not like that. Your gravy is really good, though. You would think it was a, a gravy you worked really it, hard it on.
1: It does. It tastes like, it's way better it's than a just a gourmet egg gum gravy. It's a gourmet gravy. <laughs> <laughs> cranberry sauce is pretty gourmet, too.
0: Now I did that recipe, too. Don't don't use the cranberry in a can. We always, like, I don't know, is it, who is it my family? Is it? Waylon or his wife or somebody want the only wants the canned cranberry sauce. I'm like, I hate that stuff. It's like cranberry jelly, it just it goes when you slide it out of the can. It's just horrible. And so Michael likes it. Yeah, too. Michael likes it. I don't mess with it. I don't even I don't even really like cranberry sauce on my dressing like that. Yeah. But we started making homemade cranberry sauce and it is actually really good. And it's so easy. It's four things. It's a bag of cranberries. Some orange juice, some real cranberry juice, not like cranberry cocktail, and then honey. That's all that's in it. You you take, I don't know, it's about two ounces of each of the orange and cranberry juices and three-quarters of a cup of honey. You put that in a little pot over about medium-high heat. You bring it to a boil, reduce it down to simmer, and you cook it for five minutes. Kind My
1: of, theory is that it's re- concentrating it.
0: those, yeah. those sugars. It's concentrating those sugars, reducing the reducing stuff. some of the moisture, then you throw in your cranberries, and you gently stir them a little bit, and you just let them sit there. The whole thing takes maybe 20 minutes because once you put those cranberries in, you're about on a 15-minute clock before they're going to start busting as they cook. And as they bust, they release this pectin, and that's what makes your cranberry sauce thicken. And you don't want to go too far. It'll just be so thick you can't, you know, you can't hardly cut it. I think it eventually. Yeah. But you just want to start enough until you can start telling it starts coming together, and you just fold it every once in a while, and usually you can taste it. Um, at the end, you know, take it up, taste it, see if it's sweet enough. If it's not sweet enough, add you a little more honey. If you wanted to add something else, you could probably jazz it up a little bit with like some lemon zest or orange zest or something yeah, like whatever. that. Whatever. Yeah, but it's so much but you put it in the refrigerator. You can do it a day before too. Just let it sit overnight.
1: You could do it a couple days before.
0: But it is man, it has such a better flavor than the jelly stuff.
1: It has a real I mean yeah. it tastes
0: real. Oh, yeah. Now, I did I do I did use the jelly stuff in a recipe. Because okay, so I bought the can of it to to you know, it's kind of like don't serve this. Make this easy cranberry sauce, it's so much better. That was the premise of that video. Yeah. But the next one was what are we gonna do with all these leftovers, Tyler? <laughs> <laughs> and so what's what better thing do we do? Will it slide? So, <laughs> so we made sliders with it. And we used I mean who everybody's got some rolls left over at Thanksgiving.
1: Heck yeah, that's There's my usually, favorite leftover. You know, pack a
0: pack of King's buttery, savory rolls, cut those Yeah, in you half. didn't
1: use the King's Hawaiian. You no. used the King's brand. Savory the, butter. Savory butter. Yeah, they're good. Those are
0: so good. Yeah. And they're good for Thanksgiving, so you yeah. can start warm those up and serve for Thanksgiving. You have leftovers and make these sliders. So I took some leftover turkey, because I got a refrigerator full <laughs> of <it now>. <laughs> <laughs> So first I put, you know, cut the rolls in half. Lay them on like a sheet pan with some aluminum foil. Enough foil to wrap the whole thing up, too. That's key. Uh, Put out some slices of American white cheese. And then I started putting my turkey on there. And then I took some of my dressing that we had left over, put some of that on there, and just kind of spread it around. Then I took that can of Ocean Spray cranberry jelly i
1: feel like that worked really well
0: sliced it laid it on top
1: i don't know if the like the homemade cranberry stuff would be as good yeah the the
0: jelly worked because it didn't yeah and it's real sweet you know
1: it brings that element to it
0: and then i laid another layer of cheese over that put the top bun on half a stick of butter melted all over the top wrapped it up 30 minutes in the oven 15 minutes uncovered like unwrap it and let it sit there to where it'll brown up Tyler, I'm telling you, you missed those yesterday because that was like, that's how you tune up some leftovers right there, my friends. <laughs> did you dip it in the gravy? No, I didn't dip it. In, it didn't need it, man. It did not need it dipping in the gravy. Okay. It was moist. I guess the dressing, you know, the, it has the moisture to it. And the cranberry sauce has some moisture to it. The cheese went with it. It just kind of made it creamy, not cheesy.
1: Yeah, I agree. And, you know, we had a whole conversation about does dr- turkey dressing and cranberry need cheese?
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, the uh, answer is yes. Yeah, the answer is yes. <laughs> we found the out. The answer is yes. Man, it was really good. You know, that's a good idea. I wonder if anybody's ever like, you make your dressing and top it with cheese. They like dressing mm. casserole. i try it. Try it. How can it be bad? <laughs> I, I, I was doubtful it. on the cheese. That was the one element on this one. I was like, eh, I don't know if it's going to work.
1: Yeah. <coughs> Pick up there. I was doubtful.
0: That was one thing that I was doubtful of on that recipe When we first started talking about it Was is the cheese going to go with everything Yeah But I think it just uh, You needed it. It, it I mean it was so good
1: Kind of uh, glued it all It was the
0: glue like you, I mean Like you didn't need mayo on that one That wasn't one where You know blue plate probably wouldn't help that recipe I don't know You probably spread it over the top And act like you're melting butter <laughs> but It, it would in. work the, it same was, it the same way It would work the same way brown you up I'll brown quesadillas with blue plate all the time I mean, they do it, does really good on on a to make a quesadilla crispy in a skillet or on a flat top. But those little don't throw out your dressing in your turkey. I promise y'all. Try that, try that little slider. I think it would make Get a good little breakfast bowl. or something it too, would. brunch especially. Oh, I'm t- I'd make them take them to the deer stand, yeah, cook them, wrap them up in full and sit them on my little buddy heater in the blind, warm <laughs> <laughs> right back up. <laughs>
1: All right, so I got um, some turkey cooking questions. So people in the community submitted questions, um, and we are, you know, that's what we're here for, turkey hotline.
0: This is the, (laughs) I don't think we're doing a podcast before Thanksgiving, so this is going to be it.
1: This is it. Uh, Okay. I mean, it's time.
0: We're a week away. It is. It's one week.
1: I got to go get groceries sometime this weekend, because I don't want to try to fight it next week.
0: Y'all better get them. So.
1: Brining or not brining Store bought Froze turkeys Versus fresh
0: So here, and I, and I know like where I kinda... know where these questions Are coming from Like you know For one I don't know Where you get a fresh turkey <laughs> Like that's one There's a shortage of <laughs> Is Kevin
1: that, at the butcher shop Does he get fresh ones he, I've seen him advertising
0: Okay Well maybe Kevin's got some I, I, I
1: doubt he has them now Because he was saying You got to pre-order them yeah. And you pick them up Like this weekend or something
0: I get that Well I don't You don't see you many try. fresh ones there used to be like back in the day. I saw grocery stores would have an option, maybe Costco or some higher end places would have a fresh. I still bet they were. I bet they were frozen at one point. Yeah, they, they just weren't. yeah thawed, they for might have you. thawed there for you. But I'm always brining. I don't care. And maybe that's what it means: enhanced versus not enhanced. Yeah. Of fresh versus froze, because I don't. I don't care. They put so they do add water. And some salt solution to it, but it's not enough to say it's brined or got any flavor. And I would, I would challenge you to cook one of those. Don't put anything on it. Just cook one of those, and then cook one that you brine and see which one you thinks better. You know.
1: And that's like the number one question people ask. Yeah,
0: I always brine. Should I still brine? Yes. I always brine. Oh if you got the time, do the brine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Don't
0: even. No, no more even questions. More, no more questions. Now the question is: Do you want to inject it too? and i think if you want to put a bump of flavor in there you want to add butter to it anything like that that's a great place to do it you don't have to add extra salt for the don't think it's got to be salty for the for the injection because you know you got a good pretty good little salt element in the brine the sugar you are just using other flavor's now you know i always add a little seasoning to my injection you always
1: add hot but sauce but it's not
0: yeah i always i like hot sauce so hot sauce isn't salty yeah but uh, it, the butter, the vinegar
1: I mean, element and i i like
0: that heat yeah, element. i like that to it
1: but you use a mild hot sauce, Yeah,
0: you? I'm not using something super hot. Yeah. I just think you can get different flavors in there with the injection that you're not necessarily getting from the brine. I, I'm saying I'm pro-brine all the way and yeah. pro-injection.
1: Whatever whatever your turkey may be. Yep. Um, so one thing that you've turned a lot of people on, too, is those jumbo turkey breasts from the butcher shop. Yes. Pretty much everybody that you've told about that has... Quit has cooking
0: whole turkeys. And
1: has turkeys anybody inside.
0: cooked one? And said, "Man, these suck." <laughs> <Do> you think so? <laughs> I've never heard anybody say that about those turkey breasts. But I've had, now they're expensive. They're not cheap. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Fourteen. I imagine they're. I took a I don't know, seven bucks a pound, something like that. They weigh about eight, ten pounds. What's well, that's two of them though. You get two of them for about ten pounds, so they're about thirty-five dollars a breast, maybe something like that. I don't know, don't quote me on prices. I I'm not good with the math, but it's something like that. $799, seven ninety nine or seven dollars a pound, seven ninety nine.
2: I think it's like somewhere between fifty five to sixty, something
0: like that. Yeah, did you order some? No, no, no. That oh. just did the math. That's okay. Seven yeah, times something eight. like that. Yeah. Anyway, that ain't important the important parts are delicious.
1: Um, I've heard you have more conversation with people saying, Man, I cooked that turkey, bread. <laughs>
0: That's
1: so good. Um, so what's the cook time on something like that?
0: Well, I would say you want to give yourself two and a half Do you
1: hours. brine that?
0: I usually don't. I I mean, you can. There ain't nothing to get there. You could brine it. You could marinate it. I mean, you could inject it. I usually inject them. That's all I do to those. You could brine them. I wouldn't do it like 24 hours. If I was going to brine those, it'd be like, let's just do four hours. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, think about how you'd brine a pork loin. You wouldn't leave it in there overnight because you don't want to cure it. That's what I'd be afraid it would eventually do if you had it, you know.
1: Just Tutor. the breast like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I would just, I would, I would do four, four or five hours if you wanted to brine it or just inject it to get some flavor in it. They're juicy. I mean, I'm telling you, they're, they're super juicy. Um, I pull the skin off mine. I don't, it comes with a piece of skin on it. It's thick and it looks like somebody took the wild turkeys, you know, a turkey yeah. out of their yard. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, you know, it do not look like supermarket turkey skin. This is an all natural, big, voluptuous turkey. <laughs> 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 so I pull that skin off and then usually just season it up and get it on the pit. Um, I like to, once I get pretty good texture on the outside, you know, once the once the rub sticks and you can't rub it off with your finger or whatever. Was I it like an hour? Yeah, an hour, hour, hour and a half, something like Five, that. So you're, you know, somewhere half. running that. I just kind of check on it and then I wrap it up with some butter and full and put a probe in it. And at that point I just cook it till, you know, 160
1: what do you think it typically takes? I know everyone. Oh, I mean,
0: I'm giving myself two and a half hours. Two and a
1: half yeah. hours. And then you got a dry cooler to drop it into?
0: Oh, uh, you can. It only needs a rest before you cook it. I mean, if you're going to do that, let the heat off of it. Don't try to hold it for hours. It's going to keep cooking, you know? You got to let the heat off of it if you're going to hold it. You just want to open it up, to with steaming, wrap it back up, stick it in a warm cooler, and it'll be fine. But I recommend, you know, 15, 20 minute rest at minimum, you know, just before you slice it. Keep it, let those juices stop. Let them come back in that meat. Because I mean, this this has been cut off the bone, so you got to think. Anytime you're cutting off the bone, it kind of messes up the proteins a little bit, so you could lose more moisture because it's off the. I think the bone holds in moisture. Uh, you know, when you're cooking larger cuts, so you're going to lose some because it's cut off the bone, but it'll still stay really juicy if you give it a rest. I've never had a problem with one of those being dry.
1: But what if you ever. get it done an hour and a half before it's time to serve?
0: Oh, uh, just let the vent steam it. Let steam off of it. Wrap it back up a full. Keep the butter, the juices all in there. Stick it down in a dry cooler, and just leave it. It'll be fine. I wouldn't leave it like six hours. Yeah, yeah. But a couple hours is going to be perfectly fine. It'll still be nice and warm. I mean,
1: it'll be really. It'll good, be really it?
0: good. Yeah, yeah.
1: So let's say you've got to cook your turkey the day before. Or two days before. Okay. How what's the best way to reheat that turkey?
0: So I'm going to leave it whole. I'm not going to cut it up. And I'm going to usually what I'll do is I'll drop them down in an aluminum pan, um, cover it with foil, or you can cut put plastic wrap on it if you wanted to, cover it with foil. Now, your skin's not gonna be that great after doing this because you're gonna cool it and it's gonna, you know, kinda of get yeah, soggy on you. Nice. But you got to reheat it till it's back to like 140 degrees. So, what I do is make sure there's before I stick it in the oven, and you could do this in the oven or on the pit. You want it about 275, 300 degrees, and um, just make sure there's a little liquid in there. Like, if you don't have, if there's nothing in the pan from where the turkey cooled down, add a little bit of chicken broth. You could add a little bit of butter if you wanted to, and just put it in there and put a probe back in it and warm it up. It's going to take. Probably about an hour and a half, two hours yeah. at 300. You want to do it slow. You don't want to pop it in 350-degree oven. You're going to dry it out. But do it slow and just let it warm up. That's the best way to do it. And then when you take it out, it'll be ready to slice up, and you can break it down that way.
1: Okay. I got a scenario for you. You're serving lunch and you're serving dinner.
0: Okay. Same yeah. day. Same day. That's happening. I'm doing that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, You've got a turkey breast. And you want to have turkey breast for lunch and turkey breast for dinner. Do you cook them all at the same time? Hold some in a sous vide?
0: So do you reheat in the sous vide? I, I mean, to make it easier on myself, I saw this question on the community. Yeah. I would cook them all at the same time. And I'd probably cook them that morning because it's turkey breast. It's a pretty fast cook. You can get up, put the parade on, you know, cook, <laughs> chill I'm out. Afraid. what? Cook, cook all of them and then hold the others. And I wouldn't get in a big hurry about... Putting it in the sous vide and leaving it in there all day, I would probably just wrap it up, let it calm down, or you could go if you wanted to. Once it once you let the steam off of it, you could go ahead and get it in your sous vide bag. I wouldn't seal it up till it gets really cool, but I would just kind of hold it, and for you know an hour or two, then I'd probably seal it up, and then when I got ready, wanted to serve it, that's a great time. If you have the sous vide option, you could you could even slice it and then do that, and then heat it in the sous vide to where it's coming back and keep some of that juice in there to where it's going to be. Super juicy. When it comes out of the sous vide, all you got to do is open it up and slide it out on your serving platter. That's a great option. That's what I would do. Now, could you do that with both dinners and not even cook that morning? Absolutely. I mean, you could do, you I would say. about doing that anyway. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying. I can cook mine ahead of time, just warm it up in sous vide that morning. So all I got to do is cook a ham, um, you know, Thanksgiving morning. So, But um, I would say you have in refrigeration three to four days for that turkey breast. To be optimal, um, I mean, they probably really it's probably a week, but I wouldn't go that far to serve it for you know Thanksgiving yeah. dinner. But um, it's just say if you cooked it a few days earlier, what I do is let it cool really good, wrap it up in plastic wrap, wrap it up in foil, hold it in the refrigerator, bring it out, get it ready to sous vide, and it's only gonna, it's not going to take it that long in the sous vide to warm up. I mean, I'd set it on a, you know 140 and just let that dude go for. You know, About an hour or so That's all it's going to take You you just want to make sure The core gets back up To that 140 degrees And then it's ready to serve
1: The idea of Reheating it in the bag With its juices Where it can't escape And stuff Like in a sous vide I I haven't
0: done this But I I see absolutely no. If I was going to do it That's how I'd do it And I see no reason Why it wouldn't be good And it's got me thinking Man, that's that's a great way To do it, honestly
1: We're we're going to experiment We'll let you know That's right I'm (laughs) going to
0: experiment With that one That's a great question, though. Yeah. The sous vide's an awesome tool for reheating. You know, I'm big at reheating pulled pork in hot water. Well, the sous vide's way to go with that.
1: Where did we uh, go where we were doing it with baked beans? We were sous vide and baked beans somewhere where we had to take it. I think it was at Royal
0: Oak last year. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We did steaks too. We've done steaks. All my sauces. Mark's got it down to cooking cheesecakes in the bath. <laughs> <laughs> I that ain't crazy. Individual cheesecakes in a jar in a sous vide. It kind of makes sense. It does. It's a perfect environment. Yeah, it, you know, just it's the right temperature to cook that
1: because eggs
0: and cheese.
1: Because the cheesecakes, the biggest issue with it is temperature change. You know, yeah, drastic yeah, temperature yeah. changes. Um. Okay. So should you spatchcock the turkey before or after, Brian? That's a good. That's question. a good
0: question because um, I always do it after. Does it matter? I don't think it really matters. Uh, it it would help you in uh, size of your container, but I love using the meat bags. Yeah, in the bucket, they're just made whole big turkeys, and so I've always do them like I always do them whole. I mean, I just there's nothing wrong with go ahead and doing it. I can't think of anything the reason why you wouldn't. But I think it's I mean a whole one's going to get just as brown as one spatchcock. It's not going you're not saving yourself anything other than size. If you spatchcock it, you could probably put it in a shorter container, lay it out flat with a top, add your water. You know, I'm sticking it in the fridge on a shelf easier than the big bucket. But
1: So, what are your Thanksgiving plans?
0: Definitely doing ham. Definitely cooking Kevin's butcher shop turkey breast. Um, My mom's doing the dressing, the rolls. She'll do her gravy. Which is very similar to your Oh, day. yeah. That's where I got it from. <laughs> yeah. I didn't come up with that. That's from years of watching my mom make it. Um, you're doing sweet potatoes. Sweet casserole, potato casserole
1: and cranberry.
0: And cranberry sauce. The same cranberry sauce I did on the recipe. Yep. Um, I'm sure Waylon's watch doing uh, deviled eggs and desserts. My mom will have all kinds of stuff. Yeah, your mom will
1: have all kinds of stuff. And
0: then we're going to watch the Egg Bowl at camp. So my Thanksgiving is going to be awesome. That's the question. You think oh, Miss is going to stomp a hole in Mississippi State?
1: Yeah, I do. <laughs> do you?
0: <laughs> yeah, I do. That's, that's coming from a Bulldog, <laughs> you don't feel good about it, huh? I'm
1: not very enthused about this year's.
0: Too optimistic,
2: Tyler. What's <laughs> yeah. your plans for Thanksgiving? Man, we're going down to Ocean Springs, Mississippi. That sounds fun. Uh, Thanksgiving, Get that's a seafood. Yeah, I we hope have so. some oyster dressing down there now nah, we're doing uh you know th- all the normal stuff that her family does like i yep. do a couple things that's kind of my family staples like i love deviled eggs at thanksgiving i think they belong there a lot of people Heck, for some yeah. reason don't think that but what yeah it's like a thing like they th- oh it's an easter thing like you don't make deviled eggs on thanksgiving i don't know if it's yeah. i don't know it's weird
1: to me it's just a side I, yeah we don't it's eat. just a staple yeah. yeah
0: like i got a hat. Like, i would say you know, i don't need i don't need Deviled eggs at Easter. I eat them at Thanksgiving. They <laughs> <laughs> think they're weird. Yeah. You eat them
1: whenever they're there.
0: Whenever they're there, <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: just a delicious side. Got to have my can of Ocean Spray. Uh... Do you eat it?
1: Are, are <laughs> you? Would you try the cranberry?
2: Yeah, my wife did it last year. It was a, it was pretty good. It's just like for me, you want it's the like, jelly. You like the jelly? It's just like not worth the hassle to me. Like I didn't think <laughs> it was no that life changing different four things, and it's like a dollar a can, and like I don't know. It's just I, it's just like maybe I just grew up yeah. with it and,
0: you know. Yeah, well, that's what we've had. What I, I mean, we had the little tray that the jelly thing went oh, yeah. in and you had to cut it and it, kind of fan it. <laughs> that's all it is. It's cranberry jelly. We were talking. It's the only that. time of year that people eat that, too. What do you think they do the rest of the year? <laughs> they just <laughs> like,
1: stockpile. The
0: rest of the year, is just a mixer. Like, they sell cranberry <laughs> juice to mix with vodka and they, and, and they wait on Thanksgiving. They're sitting there, got to make all our money these, this month.
2: Well, that's like cranberry everything. Like the cranberry stock must be crazy during this time of year because yeah. they do like cranberry sprite. I'm sure they tell, sell tons oh, yeah. of cranberry juice. So. Uh,
1: cranberry sprite's pretty fire.
2: Oh, was so I I like it. Was
0: it yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's gonna be a great time.
1: Uh, no podcast next week.
0: No podcast we'll next be all week. All for Thanksgiving. Christmas will be in how many days? Thirty something
1: days. I asked Alexa the other day. <laughs> she told me it was like thirty nine, thirty eight. Wasn't many like that.
0: It wasn't many. But. Um, I'm looking forward to it.
1: Are you looking forward to next week? When I was hey, asking yeah. you about your Thanksgiving plans, I didn't want you to tell me what you're cooking. Oh. What are your plans?
0: You don't want to know my plans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to camp. <laughs> I'm going to deer camp. I don't get to ask questions about that. <laughs> what happens at deer camp stays at deer camp. There's lots, lots of of. of Cold beverages and brown whiskeys, I'm sure
1: huh. Well, I hope you have a good week
0: I hope you have a good one too.
1: <laughs> I'll see you Thanksgiving I'll see you Thanksgiving
2: <laughs>
0: Oh man
1: That's all I got today so,
0: Oh, that's all we got today hey, We're wrapping this one up a little early then Because it is Thanksgiving I hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving out there Shell. where can everybody find us?
1: If you'd like to connect with Malcolm, it's how to BBQ Right on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and of course YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell on Instagram.
0: Tyler, tell them about the community and all that good stuff. And all of
2: these wonderful questions were brought to you by the Let's Get to Cooking community page. Uh, you know, a lot of times we're looking for questions on there to ask on every single podcast. So just look up Let's Get to Cooking on Facebook and join our group. And make sure you guys check out all of Malcolm's favorite recipes on how and you can also download the app on the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store.
0: Man, you got that down to almost scripted. I tried. <laughs> <coughs> well, once again, hope everybody has a great holiday. Cook y'all some turkeys and hams this weekend. If you get to looking for something. To, uh, get those turkeys. Uh, out the box, make that leftover Thanksgiving sliders. I promise you. That recipe, I don't know when it'll be out. It'll probably be later next week, so you will have to just imagine. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> in your head until next week Picture <laughs> We'll see y'all after Thanksgiving We're gone